Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Mountain Jew Review. Today we have Kaz the Prophet on. Hello. We are uh, on our fourth episode now, so that's a good thing. We're uh, kicking off Suicide Prevention Month. We had Bobo the Bread Boy on last talking about mental health awareness. I'm pretty sure we'll touch it again this time around. I know a little bit about Kaz and his influences, so we'll see how far down the rabbit hole we go on that one. Um, so we first like to start off, Kaz, with uh, where'd you grow up in? Uh, I grew up here in Omaha. Right, uh, went to Miller South for a little, well, I was enrolled, but, uh, and I've graduated MLC, now I'm over in Council Bluffs. Council Tucky? Yep, over in Council Tucky. But oh. yeah, I grew up over here, you know, so, Omaha's home. Basically, if you live in the area, Bellevue, Papillion, La Vista, you're Omaha. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Council Bluffs, you're still Omaha. Most of them people come over here. Exactly. <laughs> like, Council Bluffs is my... I look at it as, like, Kansas City almost. Like, yeah, you got Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas. I mean, it's Omaha still. Like, You can't do much in Council Bluffs without coming to Omaha. Right. I mean, I hate to say it that way. It's there ain't just, really much out there. No, you end up... I, I notice more people from Council Bluffs definitely come to Omaha than... Yeah, I've been Omaha there for four years now, and I don't know any of Council Bluffs. I know I, how to get to work and to a couple stores, and that's it. I know how to get to my aunt's uncle's house and, like, two friends, and that's it. Yeah. I, I don't have to, everybody's like, eh. I'm like, dude, I had no reason to be in Council Bluffs. Like, yeah. I'm from Omaha. The city's bigger. There's nothing in Council Bluffs that's not in Omaha. Exactly. Like, they even got a Jonesy's Taco House in Council Bluffs, which is actually better than the one in Omaha. But I'll still go to the one in Omaha because I don't want to. See, I haven't tried it. that place yet. I've heard about it, but I've like, tried it. Their pork tenderloin sandwiches, man. Like any other pork tenderloin. I mean, they're okay. They're they're American tacos. Uh, you know, okay. they're not real. I like the authentic. Yeah, they're not real Hispanic tacos. They're they're fried ground beef white man tacos. Uh, so don't go there expecting, you know, like some good cheek and tongue. Langway is probably my favorite. So, growing up here, uh, what, when did you first start getting into the music scene? Um, I actually started uh, writing back when I was in like middle schoolish, elementary. I was really influenced by Linkin Park when they came out, and like as soon as I heard them, I'm like, oh, I want to do music, and like followed ICP, Juggalo, my whole life, and whoop whoop, and that's where most a lot of my influence, I guess, my music kind of comes from. So started more in like high school I joined a group with a couple of homies that we did a couple things and then one of them dipped out and took everything with him and turned it to solo stuff and some dirty stuff there and quit for a little while then I started getting back into it working with a trilogy he's over in Chicago Flint area and uh, he was like on tour of Twisted and ICP I took him drove him to a few shows uh, opened up for Twisted in Chicago and I worked his merch there. Nice. So I kind of got in that way again and working with a couple of other homies like Deadeye and uh, started promoting shows and Trilogy was actually my first show I've ever threw. Um, I actually put C10 on that show and it was his first show he's ever performed on. Nice. Had, uh, I'll be having Wave C10 on here. And uh, King Killa was supposed to be there but he unfortunately was sick so I mean that was my first show and then I started working with uh, my wife, brother-in-law, Jeff Ram, and my sister, Kendra, yep. and uh, Holographic Music started promoting shows, and then I'm like, I want to get back into music. I'm tired of just sitting here watching, and started writing again, and then here I am now, so. 
Nice, nice. So, um, obviously, we know, uh, clearly, you know, Jeff Rom and Kendra Rom. Um, vocally, other than, you know, um, Jeff and Kendra, who are you um, kind of influenced by locally to? Um, I've always been a huge Noise Wave fan. Uh, I like them a whole lot. Uh, King Iso. It was just his birthday. Yes, it was. And uh, those are like pretty much some of the older people, I guess, around here that influenced me. Because uh, back in 2006, my sister started dating, uh, like hanging out with Ram and whatnot. And I would go around, ride on my bike, skateboard around town, and uh, hang up flyers for them. So I guess that's kind of technically too where I started as well, was working with those guys and some other cats that aren't around anymore. But uh, you know, it is what it is. It's the game. Like articulate, he's not really around as much. Uh, I liked him a whole lot, but I kind of worked my way into it with those older cats, and I like a lot of these younger cats coming out too now. And and that's <clears throat> I definitely love our younger crowd that's coming out and popping up. A lot of them sound so much different and yeah. just it's I I like our scene a lot. Um, I like how there's not really like too many mainstream sounding people. Like. Yes, everybody sound. Uh, there's a few that sound the same here, but almost everybody has a a different unique taste. Yeah, I think that's sound. like one cool thing about Omaha is like we're like pretty much middle of the map and. You, like if you're a southern artist you're more influenced by the southern music and yeah like, and but you can, we're like the cluster where you, you can see where everything. we all meet together here yeah because we have so much you know you get, you get some trap rap and you get some some southern rap and you get some guys that sound like they're from the east coast but they're midwest and yeah. it's just and then you get guys that have fucking four different genres of hip-hop in one album that sounds amazing I, absolutely like there's so much talent here Omaha's definitely slept on it's uh We'll we'll fix that. We'll yeah, fix that. ISO's helping. Tabo's helping. We right. got a lot, we got a lot of big names building up, and then the little guys that are building up is going to help. Absolutely. You know, uh, we got great promoters here like Devin and Justin Strawstone and Doug Smith bringing in some nice acts from out of town, which gives us local guys a chance to open for a national act, which Absolutely. in turn gives you more of a fan reach, which yeah. is awesome. And then when them opening acts come to Omaha and see, oh wow, these guys bringing a crowd, their crowd's awesome, them guys on stage perform like they're performing for a million people, I want to come back to Omaha. Right. And the more and more people come back here, the bigger we're going to blow up. Yeah, like the scene's gotten pretty big in the last few years, I feel like, because we started throwing shows, I want to say 2017, 2018-ish, I think. And there wasn't as much hip-hop going on when we started, and then it started taking off a little bit more and more. And and, and that's something I've noticed within the last five years, too. You know, early between 2004 to 2010-ish, there was a big, oh, yeah, nice big niche, years. and then it kind of dropped a bit, but I've noticed that it's definitely been steadily on the the rise again. Yeah, I think time. it's probably better than when it was back in, like, the 06 era. Like, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more going on, but I like that style of hip-hop and rap back then so yeah kinda, I mean, those Omaha 06 was great it's it's hard not to love noise wave yeah. from my high school days that's just sorry Zach and AP and everybody I don't mean to call you out on your age but but you're you, all old you motherfuckers are old yeah I remember coming <laughs> up listening to uh 
Rowdy on uh, 89.7 and then finally meeting him in person. I thought I was like meeting some big celebrity. I'm like, oh my God, you're AP from 89.7 uh, in Noise Wave. I'm, like, I'm, oh. glad I, I'm glad you say that because every time I ran into them guys in public, like surreal, like Cubbies or something, I'd make a big fucking deal about it. And everybody's like, what's the, I'm like, you don't know that's surreal? But that's surreal from Noise Wave. They're like, who the fuck's surreal? And I'm like, maybe he's just that big of an artist in my head. Right. <laughs> If you guys knew how big of rock stars you were in my head, you motherfuckers would be surrounded by groupies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, if um, if you had a, a dream collab, so we 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 know, you know, locally who kind of your influences were growing up and who you like, but if you had a dream collab or just to work with somebody. It doesn't have to be, you know, vocals. You can have somebody that does intermens, uh, instrumentals, holy shit. <laughs> if that word words. Come. Words, that's why I don't rap. Just so you guys know, ooh, why don't I don't rap? It's because I can barely talk. That's why. It's real, um, real sometimes. Super real. So like, say you can do, you know, you can get a, a slash on the guitar, or you can get White Stripes, or Fergie, you know, like... I mean... Who would you like to work with if you had a chance to? Just, if I have a chance, I would love to do a song with Keith Richards on the guitar, and then uh, with Meth Man as well. Alright, alright. And that would be super that's, cool. That's, that's one of the unique combinations I've heard now. I've heard each one separately, but I've yeah. never heard them together like that. I think it'd be kind of cool, a little mixture. I mean, it depends on which which Keith Richards are getting. As long as he's not hit by that coconut, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've uh, my mom is a huge Rolling Stones fan growing up, so that I heard it pretty much Rolling Stones every day of my life until she passed away. So uh, and I still listen to him all the time. So I would love to do something because she loved Keith Richards. So that, I think that would be kind of cool and. Method Man's always been one of my favorites, so... Definitely. And so... I've listened to a lot of your music. Um, some of these guys might not have. So, I kind of want to touch a little basis, because you brought her up. Um, your mom seems to be like a really big inspiration influence on your music. Yeah, um, with most of my music, there's a lot of times where I feel certain ways, and instead of doing something dumb or acting out on them, I, I just write. And it's like, so uh, I actually found her, so it like, hit me really hard. So uh, I have a lot of songs where I'm just feeling like killing myself that day. I'm like, well, I'm gonna write it down instead of actually doing it because I know that's not the way I should go out. But it's like, ever since then, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a few songs, quite a few songs where I go that, touch that bass, but it's just who I am. It's like. That's a part of me. I'm gonna let the world know. No, I'm normally like a real close-off person. Don't like to talk about things, but with my music, I've actually been able to get a lot off my chest. So, and, and that's kind of been a recurring theme too with with the artists I've been interviewing. Is again, it's mental health awareness, and when they feel doing self harm or having no self worth, they'll go in and just start writing. Yeah, I mean, and then when they're done, they come out feeling a bit better. About it does it feel a lot better. I mean sit there and just when you're having a real bad day like you know there's sometimes where I'll be writing a song and I'll be crying while I'm writing it and 
just like the relief, I guess, of getting off your chest and instead of sitting there dwelling on it, feeling that her pain, because I feel like that's what gets most people's, especially as a man, where we don't feel like we can really talk about that kind of stuff. And you know, bottle it up and then it's like, oh, tuck we it bottle up, it up man and it then up. go to a bottle, you know? Yeah. That's unfortunately what a... It's what, like, okay. And, and, and that's another stigma that needs to die. Real men cry. Yeah. Real men show emotion and have feelings. You're not a tough son of a bitch by being an asshole. You're just an asshole. Exactly. Remember that. Like, it doesn't hurt to... to like, bro, if your mom died and you don't cry about it, you're a douchebag. Absolutely. It's like, <laughs> it's like you might not love your mom, then. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean? zero like, feelings. Like, and, and then, you know, again, if you think about it, and it does... My father-in-law killed himself about seven years ago, and every time I think about it, I still tear up and get a bit emotional about it, you know? And so, if, if, if you bottle everything in, it's not going to end up well. And that's why I appreciate artists like Cause that put stuff like that on paper and let us hear it to know we're not alone you know that's the most important part is that's why this scene's amazing and important it, it again might not be your cup of tea but I guarantee it's going to help somebody else there's Absolutely. always somebody it's going to help and that's what we need to focus on helping other people while helping ourselves and that's the greatest feeling you can ever get. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if I can help one person, then I did my job as an artist. Like, I don't care if I make millions of dollars, but if I save one person's life, then it was worth it, you know, so. Guarantee you've already done that. Easily. So, with that in mind, do you have a couple projects you're working on or um, anything in the works? I do. Um, I have uh, an album, my... Uh, mixtape, I guess, dropping Confidential Volume 3, it's the third of uh, the C Confidential series, I guess. I got one and two out. I'm dropping the third one this October. And uh, we'll be. Right around the corner. Yep, right around the corner. And then I will also be dropping uh, September 30th, uh, the single off of it, uh, featuring Eternal, formerly known as Model T, and uh, Drama the Artist. Sweet. It's called Illy. It will be dropping September 30th on all major platforms, and I'm pretty stoked for this one. Yeah, um, so Drama, the artist, does a bunch of merch game, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Look him up if you guys are looking for posters, lighters, anything. He Drama does some good work, just like Merch by Marcus. And then Eternal host Eternal Sundays, yep. which you will be on this Sunday. Yep, I will be on tomorrow. So make sure you guys check that out by Eternal. Dope dude, too. Absolutely, like I'm actually super excited for this one because I met him like a few years ago. They were opening up for Stoner Jordan, and I was like, I want to work with you guys. And now, like 40 years later or so, it's finally happening. So, yeah, he's a real cool cat. He's he sent me some little tidbits here and there, and I hope I'll have him on here one day. There's so many of you guys. Like I said, <laughs> I have 187 local artists on my list. You know, musicians, artists, jugglers, freaking. Magicians. Um, I like that number, 187. It's literally 187. <laughs> I had to double check that. I, I I thought it was like 160 something, but it's 187 of you guys. It's probably gonna grow in the next couple of days when a couple more people add me. Right. But I, the only reason I know that number is I went through and deleted all the cash apps. <laughs> Cause them guys driving nuts. All of a sudden you start getting tagged and you're like, what the hell? Click on it and there's yeah. Oh, first person. You're like, all right, I gotta go through my list and find. Please, my local artist friends, clean up your friends list so I quit accepting these friend requests because 
Honestly, I think it's another artist, and then all of a sudden, it's some shitty guy telling me name the first name that starts with a K and ends with an F, and he'll give me a thousand bucks on a cash app. Right. I've seen a lot of those. I've seen a few people I know, like, accounts get hacked. Like, uh, Jay Lively. Yes. His account got hacked. And then I feel so bad, because then I automatically block him and reject him, and I'm like, I swear this was a real person at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like, Facebook kind of sucks, but if it wasn't for Facebook, honestly, I wouldn't have met half of the artists in town so yes social media sucks but social media is good yes i mean it helped me network a lot more than i would have i'm kind of anti-social and would have never talked to you people in real life and because i talked to you people on facebook you came up to me in real life and talked to me and brought me out of my shell so thank yeah, you yeah that's kind of how i am i'm like normally tucked off in a corner to myself like yep unless someone comes up i'll talk and it's like if people think i'm like some kind of asshole or something i feel like it's like well i'm just not like i'm just not a very social person like if you want to come talk to me talk to me they're like well if we're not social how can you get up on stage and rap i'm like so there's a difference between getting on stage and rapping and talking to people yeah because like, when you're getting up on stage you're not you're not talking to anybody right i mean i guess you are guess, sort of in a way yeah but it's you're in control of it a hundred percent yeah I mean, I guess there's a big difference on that. You're not going to get snagged with some stupid, weird question where you're like, dude, I don't want to talk to you no more. Or some hour-long conversation I don't want to be in. It's like, oh, my God. So uh, my wife asked me one time. I was in a conversation with somebody, and they kept sending me voice chats on Facebook. And my wife's like, why don't you just call them? I said, look, there's 38 one-minute conversations here, one-sided. I said, do you know how long of a phone conversation this would have been? I said, that's why I didn't call. Yes. I also hate those voice messages. It's like, half the time I have someone I know who loves to send voice messages. I'm like, half the time I know they're going to be inappropriate to listen. So I was like, I can't pull up and listen yep. to your message right now. So it's like, you're going to get ignored until I have time to actually listen to this dumb stuff you're going to say that's going to get me looked at all weird. Yep, like, that's almost not important, <clears throat> but it's all good. <laughs> Some people, uh, I search, it's... Uh, it's like, man, you could have just texted that. Like, yeah, why don't like, you move your thumb down to the other microphone button, click that one above the keyboard, and talk. Exactly. It's like, I can read your message. I'll look at that right away. But if it's like a voice one, I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going to be on this message. I'm just going to listen to that later. And then I forget about it. Yep. Yeah, that's like checking your voicemail. That happens a lot, too. I always forget, too. Um, so then we got some projects coming out. You got any shows coming out? Uh, right now, the only one I do have is, uh, in October, and it's, uh, under my new duo that we have a secret project we're working on. Oh! So, I'm not gonna give out too much information, because... Just be on the lookout sometime in October. We will be revealing all that here in the next few weeks, so... I'm not gonna give it away. If you know the show, if you can look around October 30th and see what shows, and if you see a group name that you've never seen before, then... You figured it out, but... Looks like I'm about to be doing some sleuthing. <laughs> Detective Adam's about to come on the scene. <laughs> and I also said, uh, I also do a show on Facebook called Revolution with the Mic on Saturday nights. It's been real wish-washy lately with my wife being pregnant and me working more. And so, uh... Family duty calls, bro. It's Revolution with the Mic. And I also said on that show one day, if you can figure it out, there's a free merch pack included. So, if you call it out and figure it out, you just let me know, then there's... There's a huh. You hear that, guys? Start doing some information. Get yourself some free merch again. Merch game. Make sure you guys, we, uh, it's 
very important. Very important, guys. I mean, I hate to say it, but you're not making money off of music. Nobody buys it. They steal it. I'm the weird one that buys it. So if you want to make money, make some sweet-ass shirts like Cause and Absolutely. Shout out CDs. to my wife and Briations. She makes all my merch and all that, so hit um, her up. He got keychains, and I don't have one with me up here. It's downstairs on my keys because it's my good luck keychain. Though it didn't bring me good luck when I got sideswiped on the motorcycle. But Apparently I, it wasn't good luck. <laughs> but I also blame that on some dickhead not paying attention and just hitting me and driving off. But that's yeah. all right. I survived. I walked away. Yeah, that was... So maybe it was good luck. Yeah, I mean, he did walk away. 85 miles an hour, I shouldn't have been able to stand up and start that motorcycle and drive it home. Yeah. Like, so, you know, it I was take weird that because back. I, I saw you like five minutes before that happened, and next thing you know, I'm like on Facebook, and I was like, what? Craziest part was, we literally were just talking about why I, I had stopped riding motorcycles six years prior because I had been hit on a motorcycle, and then 15 minutes later, I get sideswiped and hit again. But... So it's life. Just smile, get up, be happy that you live another day. Some people don't, so I'm very thankful. Yes. Very, very thankful. Um, you local guys have been really awesome, supportive. It's been really hard on me not working, not doing anything, and Cause has been checking on me. I mean, I've got at least 40 of you guys calling me, stopping over, just checking. Just making sure I'm doing all right and staying staying busy and healthy, and I really appreciate that. You guys are such a great support system. Like I said, if it if it wasn't for you guys, I'd still be an alcoholic, and I no longer drink. And like I said before, I'd much rather spend my money on you guys than alcohol because you guys bring me so much better benefits than alcohol ever has. And so, if it wasn't for you helping me out, I would still be an alcoholic. So I mean. Sober brothers. This man's doing great work staying sober, staying clean, you know. And it, and that's the thing. If you, if you want to stay not drinking or not doing whatever you're doing, just remember, be selfish as fuck about it. Do it for yourself. Because if you're not doing it for yourself and you're doing it for somebody else, chances are you're going to fail. Absolutely. So make sure if, if you're working on some kind of sobriety issue, you're greedy and guilty as hell of being selfish on that. Because you need to be. And then after you're done being selfish on that, do it for other people. But make sure you're doing it for yourself first. I failed several times at stopping because I tried to do it for other people. But when I finally decided to do it for myself, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's tough, but you can get through it. And, 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 and the toughest part is is admitting that you're weak to something. Yeah. And that goes back to the mentality of, I'm a strong man. If we didn't have that issue, we'd have a lot less addictions. I'll tell you that right now, because driving that, being a strong man, I, I'm not weak, is why people don't quit doing drugs, because why the fuck are they going to go quit doing drugs and admit they're weak from shit like that? That's, right. you know, this toxic Absolutely. masculinity is horrible. Like, you can be a real man by knowing when to go to work for your family and not throw a punch. Being a man's not who you can fucking beat up. Being a man is knowing when to make the decision to continue positive actions for yourself and your family. Absolutely. Not being a fucking... Oh, I can, I'm can. i the toughest guy in the bar kind of mentality. Like, or, There's no need for that. I, I, I watched my grandma die and didn't cry. and It didn't bother me. And so I'm just going to bottle it all up and then yell at my wife and kids and treat everybody like shit. I'm just saying, guys. Just 
open up a little more. Be, be a real man and open up. Like there ain't nothing wrong with that. Again, when Kaz looks at me as an inspiration because I quit drinking, that makes me feel good. It makes me want to continue to not drink. And like I said, when, when that happens with the local scene, that's why I'm so thankful for you guys. Like, that keeps me from having the urges. Like, I've gotten them since my hands have been broke. Don't get me wrong. But, damn. At this point, it's like, I don't want to disappoint cops. I can't drink. So it's been awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, so... Let's get off that topic. I just let's get to a little pot. What do you like to do outside of uh, music? Uh, I like playing video games. Um, I like watching sports. Pretty much it. I don't do much. I have a pretty lame life. I wake up, go to work, come home, work on music, go to bed. That's that's not that lame, bro. Some <laughs> people some people are pretty envious of that. I'll tell you that because um, I can't write music. So I don't get to come home and write music. I come home and listen to the music you write. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome to me. You know, so at least your life, you're all right. Yeah, you're I mean, a family man. I work. My hours are stupid. I work at 3 o'clock in the morning every day. So it's like. <laughs> That's one of them killer shifts. It's like, oh, I can't really do much anyway. So I just come home during the day. No one's free to do anything anyway. It's like, well, I'll just work on music or I'll play some video games. So. <laughs> <clears throat> no, and again, at least you're making the choices of better than sitting drinking by yourself at home. Yeah, I mean, that's what I used to do a lot. It's just like, oh, <clears throat> I'm off work, going to grab a case, going to sit around, drink, play some video games, work on music. And it got to the point where I would, I would like to drink while I was working on music, but then it got to the point where I was just working on music so I can sit out there and drink. And yep. that's where I knew I had a problem, like... I'm not even like really working on anything. I'm just dragging it out, yeah, so just, I can be out here a little bit longer and so drink more. So I can more. make an excuse to drink more. Yep, I I definitely had that path where it was a uh, a vicious cycle. So you kind of got to break them a little bit, but and it's been wonderful. I mean, since then, like I like I finished writing up the Confidential Volume Three. I wasn't going to drop any album this year. I was just going to drop singles, but things just kept coming to me. I'm like, oh wow, like this is what it's like again I forgot like I kind of lost it and so I have that done and my secret project is getting close done I'm part of it so I mean a lot that, of new stuff coming out that's one thing I noticed about when I quit drinking is I had a motivation to actually do a little more yeah it's you know I like, thought I was doing a whole lot when I was drinking you know what I mean if you had so little if you ask drunk me, I was busy as fuck doing all kinds of things. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, I'm busy. It's like, but now if you ask sober me, it's like, dude, I've done like a thousand things more than I ever was when I was drinking. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, even just tiddly little things, like you get more done around the house and... Yeah, when you're more focused on other things instead of something else holding you back, it's like, oh, I wasn't doing very much. Okay. It, it brings it into perspective. It's like, and that's part of the reason why I quit drinking too, is like, I noticed it was starting, like I said, it was affecting my music and whatnot. I'm like, I didn't write anything for like a month or so. I'm like, this is not normal. Like normally every week I have a new song I write or something, so. Or at least a couple ideas. Yeah, you know? a couple ideas. I'm just sitting there listening to things. I had nothing. I was like. Or the worst part is, is you probably did have some really great ideas in your drunk head and forgot them the next morning when you woke Absolutely, up. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know how many times I've had great, huge discoveries drunk and wake up the next morning racking my brain like, 
think, oh, I know. Fuck, I, know. I was thinking it. something like, what the fuck? It was so cool last night. I don't miss them days. No. <laughs> I don't miss them days at all. So, my final question. If you can go back to your younger self and your first starting out, what advice would you give yourself? Don't listen. Don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to the negative stuff. Because, I mean, there's a while I was part of a duo when I first started, like, doing shows I was, a couple of years ago. And we broke up and whatnot because there's a lot of arguments of people listening, like, people talking, like, oh, well, you need to drop cast. You're not, I'm like, well, I'm kind of new or nervous on the stage. And, and it really affected me. And now I can care less what anyone has to say. Like, so I was like, just don't listen to the negative stuff just keep doing you actually use it too like actually use it let don't them let it inspire you. you just like oh well you don't think I'm good oh well, I'm going to keep working on this I'm going to do that and it's like and, and just remember half them people that are telling you that stupid shit don't have the balls to get up on stage and let you say the same thing to them absolutely remember that that's why regardless if you think half this town is good or not them fuckers are better than most of us because they're getting on stage letting people like me judge them. That's why I try to just be positive about it all. Sure, I can point out things that you suck at, but you know what? I'd rather point out things you're good at so you accentuate them. Because if you're good at something and you accentuate it, you're just going to get better. And then the stuff that you aren't good at will be less noticeable. Uh, absolutely. It's like, <clears throat> that's what I kind of like love about the artists in the scene. Like, there's not too much. Uh, Oh, you suck, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's a few people out there kind of like that. But. There's a small percentage, but most of... What I really like is that, honestly, everybody has done songs with everybody in town. Yeah. There's at least... Like, I know... like there, It's like seven ways to Kevin Bacon in this town. You know, especially with Surreal. That's one motherfucker that you can point out seven ways to Surreal. Because I guarantee you, every artist that you talk to, you ask seven questions in and you're going to get to Surreal. Yep. I mean, I do have a song with him as well. Like Everybody I know has been, either he has been, you know, on the track just doing weird shit or has helped press the vinyl. Yeah. You know, whether or not he's on the track, he, he pressed the vinyl or helped get the CD made, you know, or came and DJed your first show, yeah. you know, things like that. And it's because Zach is just one of them humans that wants to see this whole town grow yeah he's, and he's been there he's, he's been, been national touring yeah you know like, in my opinion like one of the true ogs of omaha like them him and noise wave like they did a lot for the town and continue like him and rowdy continue to and support everything in it no matter who it is no matter what it is these guys just even genres like they they go through different genres and so forth yeah. you know it's not just hip-hop and rap i see them going to metal shows and punk shows and rock shows there's times where there'll be like three or four shows going on at the same time and they'll pop into each of them it's like you know and always constantly sharing stuff so yeah. again seven ways to surreal thank you but so since we're done jocking surreal we'll uh Call this a conclusion to uh, our episode of the Mountain Jew Review with Cause the Prophet. And at that note, I want to thank him for being on. Thank you for having me on. It was awesome. And since he's officially been on the Mountain Jew Review, Cause the Prophet is tramp stamp approved.